0: And if you don't know about this, we have an email that goes right along with this podcast, which you can download and receive for free every day just by going to my website, MyFaithRoots.com, and you'll see there how to subscribe. We'll send that to you every morning. And by the way, if you hadn't already, subscribe to our YouTube channel and, and give us the thumbs up and let people know you like what you're hearing. This will help us to get more play out there on YouTube. So I want to begin by reading Proverbs 20, I'm reading the Jerusalem translation. Man's spirit is the lamp of Yahweh. That's the Hebrew name for God for this, those of you this is new to. And uh, man's spirit is the lamp of the Lord searching his deepest self. The idea is that God wants to guide us and he wants to lead us through our own spirits. And that's so very important. Now, Paul wrote to Timothy, who was a preacher, and he told him about the importance of rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, what in the world does that mean? It means that all of the truth of the Word of God has more than one face or more than one side, the two sides. And so just because a statement is made somewhere, that doesn't mean that there isn't something a little different somewhere else, and it's not contradicting the Word. It is shedding new light. Maybe there has been a change since this statement was made. That's really what I want to get across right here. Uh, The book of Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 9 says this, New King James Version, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? You know, over the years I have heard loads of pastors use that verse to describe the New Covenant Christian. And they'll say things like, after all, we are just sinners saved by grace, and the heart is deceitful above all things, desperately wicked, who can know it? Jeremiah said that about six to 700 years before Jesus came. And so the question that I would ask is, is this statement true of a New Testament believer? Now, it's not just what happened when Jesus came, when He was born and when He started His ministry. Actually, the ministry of Jesus was done completely under the jurisdiction of the Old Testament law. The new covenant did not take place until there was a new sacrifice. The new sacrifice was Christ giving His life on the cross, Then Christ had to be raised from the dead. There had to be a new high priest seated at the right hand of God in the heavenly places. That was Jesus. He ascended to heaven. That is what set in motion all of the provisions and benefits of the New Testament. So that's when the New Testament really came into being. So really, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, even though they're placed in the document called the New Testament, they describe this bridge period between the Old Testament and the New Testament in which the New Testament would come into being after the Old Testament had been fulfilled. And Jesus didn't come to do away with the Old Testament. He came to complete it. He said that about himself. Now listen to the book of Matthew, chapter 15, verses 18 through 20. But those things, Jesus said, which proceed out of the mouth, come from the heart, they defile a man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. Now, I've also heard people preach this verse and say, see there, Jesus said, we are still desperately wicked in the heart, that out of the heart come all of these things. But when Jesus made this statement again, the New Testament was not in force. It had not yet been completed. The sin nature of man had not been reformed or changed. The new birth was not yet possible. You know, there's a place in John where Jesus said "'The works that I do shall you do also.'" But then he said this, "'Greater works than these shall he do, the guy who believes in me, because I go unto my Father.'" Now what does that mean? How could we possibly do greater works than what Jesus did? Or, uh, you know, he raised the dead, he fed 5,000, he walked on water. How do we do greater works than that? Well, it means that we are now able to do something that Christ himself was not able to do. We're able to lead people to a brand new birth. And the reason it's a greater work was because it was not possible even during Jesus' earthly ministry. It took the sacrifice of Christ to make the new birth possible. So now I want you to listen to the book of Romans chapter 12. It says this, Therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey its lusts. Now notice what Paul says here in Romans 6, he is saying you don't let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey its lust. Whose lust? The lusts of the body, the lusts of the flesh. Now, if sin were still a problem in the human spirit, this is how Paul would have written that verse. Therefore, do do not let sin reign in your spirit, in your heart, that you should obey the lusts of the heart. But he didn't say that. He said, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey its lusts. He's saying that there's a new you. Listen to Romans 6.13. Do not present your members, your body parts, as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Now, I wanna ask you this question. What part of you is alive from the dead? You're p- to present a part of your being as alive from the dead. Is it your body? No, your body is still mortal. You are still going to die someday. Your body is not going to live forever. So you do not present your body as being alive from the dead. It is your spirit that is alive from the dead. And because you have a new spirit, you now have power to present your your body as a living sacrifice or as an instrument of righteousness to God. So Paul, in these two verses, makes it super clear that the lusts that lead to sin are not coming anymore from the inward man. They're not coming from the heart of the new believer. They are coming from the flesh. So God leads us then in a totally different way in the New Testament and this is what I meant earlier when I read Proverbs 20, 2017. 20, Man's spirit is the lamp of Yahweh, the lamp of the Lord, searching his deepest self. It's, it's a prophetic scripture talking about the New Testament and the New Testament age when God would begin to lead his children by their inward man. He would lead us by his spirit in us. And that's the remarkable thing about this New Testament age. We have a new spirit. And if you don't believe that, and if that's not important to you, you will have an incredibly difficult time having confidence in the inward voice of your spirit and the Holy Spirit within your spirit because you will not be confident that your spirit is now a safe and reliable guide. God makes your spirit a safe and reliable guide, not because you deserved it, not because you earned it, but because He recreated your spirit so very important for you to get this. God gave you not only a new spirit but a new desire in the spirit. My spirit wants to follow God. My spirit wants to love God. It wants to go to church, wants to be wants to uh, put spiritual things first. I remember when I gave my heart to Christ at age 17. I did it because I was scared of going to hell. I had no idea what the new birth was all about. I started going to church because I thought, I have to do this if I'm going to keep this up. You know what happened? When I started going to church, I started understanding things. I wanted to go. I took great delight in going to church. I was blown away at how different my desires were. And then the old things that I did before, I didn't want to do those anymore. It wasn't hard to give those things up. I had a real problem with alcohol as a teenager. Ran in my family. And three times in the first two weeks after I gave my heart to Christ... My friends came to me and offered to buy my liquor if I would go out and drink with them three totally different times. And I had no trouble saying, nope, not interested. Why? I had a new desire. I had a new spirit. I no longer wanted to do those things. And so it's so very important for you to understand then that you have been born again and that your spirit has a singular nature now, a nature with Christ inside who wants to serve God. Yes, there was a time when your heart was desperately wicked and deceitful above all things. Yes, there was a time when murders and theft and all kinds of other sins proceeded out of your heart according to Jesus in Matthew 12. But that is no longer the case because there is a new you who came to live in that place. Well, that is all the time I have for today, but we're going to continue this. So don't you miss tomorrow's message. I'll see you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app,